of all the tea. I guess that's what you guys call it. I spill the tea. I fucking guzzle the tea and I go and spit it all over the place because I'm telling the truth. And that's the tea. Tea is your truth. Tea is what is the tea? Like, what is your truth? What's going on with you? Here's the nice and confusing tea. Girl, what is the tea? What is it? Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Tea Time. I'm your host, Tia, and if you listen to the first and you're actually back for more, thank you. It means a lot to me, and I really appreciate it. This episode, I'm going to be interviewing one of my former interns. Uh, So I thought I would open up this episode telling the story of my first big internship interview. Okay, where do I even begin with this? So I was studying journalism and media studies at Rutgers, and I wanted more than anything to intern for Elvis Duran in the morning show on Z100. I was doing Rutgers radio at the time, shout out WRSU, and I really, really, really wanted to work for Elvis. I mean, he's like, he literally has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He he is a big deal on radio. I mean, I guarantee you've heard him before. I guarantee your school bus driver has been playing the morning show. You've heard it at some point in your life. Mostly everyone has. So I go to my internship coordinator, shout out Steve Miller one day, and he asked me what my dream internship would be. I said it would be to intern for Elvis Duran. And so he gave me contact information of the hiring manager over there and said, you know, just send them your resume. And again, the key of networking, my resume instantly got shot to the top of a pile that was, I can't even imagine how high. And the only thing I had on there, I mean, I'm pretty sure at the time, like, what did I do? I think the only thing I did was the school radio. I didn't have any professional experience before that. So I know that people applying there were definitely more experienced than I was. And I was very intimidated. And so I get a call for an interview. And first of all, I get that call and I I was freaking out. I was absolutely freaking out. It was the first big internship interview I've ever had. You know, like I literally saw it said Z. 100 on the caller ID and I just I was like oh my god I'm pretty sure my voice cracked but I picked up that phone and I had an interview so to get ready for this I I went by the philosophy of it's always better to overdress than underdress right well if you work in entertainment you know that we don't you know it's not a pencil skirt and heels kind of world but I sure as shit bought a pencil skirt, a new pair of heels, and uh, like a blazer, no, what was it, like a peplum zip-up shirt from H&M or whatever. I was looking like I was about to go interview on Wall Street, not at iHeartRadio. But, I mean, hey, again, overdress and underdress, okay? So I also have never really explored New York before. Now I know it like the back of my hand, but I asked the lady, um, like, how do I get there? Uh, <laughs> because I... I had never really navigated around New York by myself before. I'm a Jersey person. Anytime I've been to New York, I've been with people. I rely on others for directions. That's just how I've always been. But I had to figure it out. So I got my outfit. I have my directions literally written down on a piece of paper. Take this train to that and blah, 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 blah. I find the place. No problem. I get there, you know, a little early because, you know, if you're, what is the phrase? Like if you're on time, you're late whatever whatever okay I'm, I get there early and I'm sitting down in this like waiting area this lobby and I'm so nervous I'm so 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 nervous I don't know like 
if I prepared enough, you know, I don't really have any interview experience to compare to for practice. So I was really nervous. And like I said, I know other people were coming into this with more experience than I did. But I was not letting that stop me. I had in the back of my mind, Carla Marie, she was one of the radio personalities on Elvis Duran at the time of Rutgers alum. And I had spoken to her before my interview. And she told me, look, you know, your stuff, like just go in confidently, you'll be great. And I go in there. <laughs> I'm waiting in the lobby. And time is going by and I'm waiting for quite some time and the nerves keep building until I start talking to this woman named Anita. And if you have ever worked in iHeart's building or if you were ever a celebrity guest there, you know who Anita is. She recently retired, I think, within the past year, but she is the secretary at the front desk. And this woman's laugh is infectious. Her great energy is infectious. I literally am sitting there and someone comes by and starts talking to her and her laugh. Let me see if I can replicate it. It, it went a little something like like, well, I'm gonna have to work on the audio levels on that. But <laughs> she was like, it was the, it just was a laugh that like, you might be laughing at a joke, but then you hear her laugh. So you continue laughing more. One of those types of laughs. And it was just, God, such good energy this woman had. And, you know, I, I was so shy in this moment. So I decide I need to get out of this funk before the hiring manager comes in to get me. And I go over to Anita. She's like, girl, let me see your outfit. She starts complimenting my shoes. I know damn well I'm overdressed at this point, by the way. I'm like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Again, don't want to come in here in sweatpants. But, um, you know, she said, you look so good. She's gassing me up. I have her to thank for like calming me down, honestly, before the interview. She also then told me the reason I was waiting so long. So I had waited about an hour after my scheduled interview time because the hiring manager was on the phone with Britney Spears. Okay. So <laughs> I'm like, wow, where am I right now? This is so exciting. And then I'm, you know, I'm in the lounge. I'm hanging around, blah, blah, blah. And then I see someone by the name of Charlemagne the God. You might know him from The Breakfast Club on Power 105.1. Donkey of the Day. He's done now. He's in a bunch of TV projects and other things. He is uh, an icon. And I always looked up to him. I always was a fan of his. And I'm just like starstruck but not saying anything. I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Humana, humana, humana. And <laughs> Charlemagne walks by and he's he was calling me legs. Now I'm 5'2 and a half, okay? I rounded up to 5'3 on my license. I don't have no long legs. Maybe these heels were given an illusion of some sort to him. But he goes, yo, legs, <laughs> whatever you're here for, I hope you get it. And between that and Anita, I was just like, I got this. I, I am Tia damn Magenheim. I am going to walk into this interview and I'm going to nail it. So the hiring manager comes out and gets me. He does make a comment on my, <laughs> my dress to impress look. And we go into this little area to begin the interview. Now I should start by saying what I started saying to him when our interview began. I prefaced a whole interview by saying, you know, I'm so excited to be here. I just want to address this now. Um, I know that I look like a zombie, but I usually don't look like this. So <laughs> what happened was, yeah, my entire like right eye I don't know the term, but the white part of my eye, so most of it, I don't know, was completely red. Not like, oh, did you just smoke a blunt red? No, like, like blood, 
explosion deep red, okay? Because I had LASIK eye surgery. I decided to swap out a spring break during my junior year and swap it out for uh, LASIK eye surgery. Best decision I've ever made in my life, by the way. If you have the opportunity to go, I highly recommend it. Changed my life. Anyway, nothing, like I see perfectly fine, but I, I think they missed with the laser with the first time or something. I don't know. I didn't feel it, but... Yeah, I don't know. I was looking all sorts of vampirish. I looked real crazy for like five weeks. That didn't go away. So I had to preface the interview by saying that because I'm like, yo, he's just going to look at this the whole time and it's going to be weird. Let's just not make it weird right now. So I opened it up saying that. And, you know, he continues to ask me actual questions from there about this radio show I do, about what I'm going to do there, blah, 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 blah. And the interview ends and I'm like, well, whatever happens, happens. But I felt really good about it. Some time goes by and I eventually hear back from their decision that he doesn't think I was ready for Elvis Duran at that time. It's such a nationally syndicated show. I didn't, I mean, like I thought I didn't have the experience that a bunch of other candidates did. But he said he felt like I was worth finding a place in that building. And so I was placed with the morning show over at 103.5 KTU Cubby and Carolina in the morning. And I'm so happy that I ended up there because it was just the best experience that I could ask for, the best internship experience. By day two, literally my second day there, they put me on air and it was so much fun. Uh, We had me and um, they brought my dad on and we were talking about he's a hypnotist and that's a whole nother story and we were talking about that. It was so, so, so much fun. I got to go on air quite a bit. I met so many, I mean, the people that I work there I still stay in touch with now, just such good people, so fun. Oh my God, so fun. We would have like, now I'm getting past the interview day, but we would have like Carmine's one day deliver food. Like I was eating like penne vodka and chocolate covered cannolis at 7.30 a.m. because I worked on a morning show. That The whole experience, Experience of working on the morning show could be a whole nother story in itself. I'm not going to keep us here too long, but God, what an awesome experience. Awesome, awesome experience. And that first interview <laughs> is one for the books, one for the books. And I firmly believe that that internship that I did have at KTU brought me to where I am now. It was that foot in the door that I needed. I'm so grateful for that opportunity. One of the best experiences of my life, hands down. And so going off of that, I'm going to introduce you guys to a former intern of mine. We worked on a show together, um, an entertainment news show together a few years ago. He actually ended up interning there for two semesters because he did such a great job. And he's here with me today to spill some tea. So everyone, please welcome today's guest, my great friend, Max Collar to the show. Hi, Tia. Hi, I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you for doing this. There is so much to cover. I like cannot even believe how many stories broke this past week, Mm. but we've narrowed it down to our top three stories of the week. We're going to break it all down for you guys. So Mm -hmm. let's get into the first story, which is former Bachelor star Colton Underwood comes out as gay. So he had a sit down interview with Robin Roberts last week on Good Morning America. And he had this trembling in his voice when you're listening to it. I mean, I even heard him like actually like gulping a lot of the time too throughout his interview. You could tell how nervous he was. And in the interview, he takes full responsibility. He put all the women through on his season, particularly Cassie. And we'll dive into that relationship in a bit. But you know, he was known as the Virgin Bachelor. I knew him as like the guy because I I didn't watch the, the franchise back then. Now I do. But 
I just knew him as like the guy that jumped over the fence for some girl. Like, do you ever see that clip that just- That's like, him? That's him. That's, That's him. how I knew Colton. And so now, oh, okay. um, and, you know, he was the virgin bachelor. And then he says in the interview, you know, this is why his sexuality was the reason why he was a virgin. So just, I want to get your perspective on this interview. Like as a gay man yourself too, I'm interested in what your perspective is on this. What <laughs> were your thoughts when you saw this? Um, I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, just like him having the courage to come out, especially in such a public way, is extremely admirable. Um, reading some things about his past relationships, you know, muddies the waters a little. But I, I first just want to say, like, for being able to, because like literally being the bachelor is like the juxtaposition of being gay. Yeah, I mean, he even said too, he was like, I thank God the morning that I was the bachelor because right. he made me straight. Which right. It seems like, because I was wondering to myself, I'm like, you know, it's obvious that he's had these thoughts of being gay for a long time, but just suppressed them. But like, why would you ever choose to go on a straight dating show? And I realized it's for that confirmation of like, oh, I can be on TV show, make it look like I'm into girls. And that's like exactly what I need to tell my brain. Like you're interested in girls, which that's, is crazy. It's crazy. But at the same time, like, yes, I get it. Like he just wanted yeah. to just like believe that this was true. And this was like that confirmation. Like you said, like, so basically <laughs> we're on the same page here. Very admirable. It took a lot of courage to do this. Um, yes. I, I give him such major props. Like I said, you could tell it wasn't easy for him you hear the nerves in his voice it's like hard mm -hmm. to listen to and the whole backstory of it of why he says you know no wonder why I was like denying it for so long he grew up in a Christian household the fact that he said that one point with football how if he ever messed up the comment was like that was so gay okay. you know as like you know yeah. a negative connotation to it always so he's like no wonder why I had my brain wired like this and as someone who played hockey for 10 years from the age of six to 16, like those teenager years and like kids are brutal. Like Colton, I think said when he was six, he just like knew he was different. And like thinking back on it now, I could say the same about myself, but it really wasn't until I quit hockey that I was able to accept the fact of me being gay because I'm constantly hearing things about like, it's wrong to be gay or like, oh, you do this, that's so gay. Or like you talk too feminine or all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I'm not. And and I also didn't know anything about being gay because yeah. like I went to a really small like farm town public school mm -hmm. and there were no gay people there. That's really interesting you say that. It just got me thinking too like Bruce Jenner conversations. Caitlin would say that, you know, mm -hmm. I think like you try to suppress what you're really feeling. Totally. I, from what Caitlin has said, you know, she said that like being Bruce, the, the gold Olympic athlete, that was totally just kind of like a front, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to go, there's a lot of relationship drama. So even just with this, interview that I had watched on Good Morning America's YouTube channel. I look at the comment section and it is filled wow. with, yeah, it's, it is really rough. It, there's a lot of, okay, well, this doesn't excuse his abusive behavior. So quick backstory, Colton ended his season without an engagement, but he did leave with this girl, Cassie. And they were in a relationship for about two years after the show. They dated and they broke up last year. Now there was a restraining order filed um, and then later on dropped by Cassie. And he says in the interview, he addresses this situation. He says, quote, I am sorry for any pain and emotional stress I caused. I wish it wouldn't have happened the way it did. I wish that I would have been courageous enough to fix myself before I broke anyone else. 
Now, Cassie has said since the interview came out, she reportedly wasn't even made aware of the sit down interview and is still processing it. I guess what I really want to get at here, because there is so much hate, even though he had the courage to do this, it's like, well, it doesn't excuse how he treated her. He was, um, excuse me, so the restraining order, I didn't say was for harassment and stalking, and he clearly put her through some trauma. So do you think his apology to her was enough? I see all these news outlets, like kind of being like, feel sorry for Cassie. She didn't, she didn't know about this. And it's like, how do you think he's supposed to tell her when he's literally in a relationship with her on a TV show? Like, I don't think she deserves to know necessarily, but also like she did drop the charges. So they've had their private. Exactly. Figuring out of everything. And we're never going to know what that was or kind of conclusion they came to. But I just don't think she deserved, like, I don't, I really don't feel bad for her that she wasn't told about this beforehand. I, I think we're putting, yeah, a little too much about, like, into what Cassie feels rather than just focusing on this moment for Colton because he's not doing this to stay relevant. He clearly mm-hmm. feels this way. And it's not, as like he said, he's, he's taken full responsibility. He knows he has screwed up and he addresses it. Yeah. And He's not saying this like, well, the reason why I was so possessive and abusive or whatever was because I'm gay. No, no, no. He's just saying, just so you guys know where I'm coming from. This is who I am. And I'm going to live this way going forward because I'm a public figure. I'm going to address this. And it's a part of his process of accepting himself now. I think that it doesn't excuse what he put Cassie through. And he doesn't think that this does. He's just saying, I screwed up. That's That's a whole nother story. This is like a story in itself and we're making it too much about Cassie and not enough about Colton. No one's disregarding the way that Cassie feels about all this. Right. Like, like I feel for this must be a hard pill to swallow because clearly there was love between them at one thousand percent. Yeah. Um, but let's just kind of like focus on the fact that this took so much courage for him to do. And I totally agree with you. I think that yeah. they did their own thing. They've squashed it. They clearly had their conversations in the past. Right. You know, otherwise she wouldn't have dropped. This right. Story. And I did see everything that he did do to her, which is a lot. And definitely like deserved that restraining order. And he even, that's like one thing that I did see. He was like, she's totally right in doing that and stuff. But I don't think people realize how much it does take to come out as gay. Mm -hmm. And then imagine when the whole reason everyone knows who you are is because you dated like 30 women. It's got to be so much harder. Yeah, exactly. And like you said too, this is a 15 minute interview and he does apologize. Like it's a brief apology, but Very brief, yeah. a brief, sincere apology, but maybe they only kept a short clip of it because they don't want to make the whole interview about it. You don't know how in depth he went with his apology to Robin. You don't know what he has said to her. Apparently though, I did read that they haven't been in contact with him and him and Cassie. So our, I don't know. We, none of us know what sort of sincere apologies he has given to her behind the scenes. Yeah. But I, I just don't know what people expect him to do. Like he said, he's sorry. And yeah. he just, that's all he can do is just, I'm sorry and move forward with his life. So I also um, just like, I don't feel like it's our business. Like she obviously dropped the charges. So yeah. some agreement came to that she was semi comfortable with. So right. like, and that, know, that's their business. It's not ours. People think that they have, like yeah. they have the right to know every detail mm-hmm. because that's what they signed up for when it's not they right. did sign up for it they but... signed, you know you know he signed up for public attention yes. but he didn't sign up to he, he doesn't owe anyone anything he doesn't owe us an explanation to every detail in his life he didn't have to do this sit down interview it's something he had to do for himself yeah you know so yeah. i just applaud him for doing it 
any shade to him about his past. He's not denying it. If it would be very different, I would understand it a little more if he didn't own up to it. But from what I can see, he takes full responsibility for his past mistakes. And it's none of our business. Let's let's keep it moving. Like, good for you, Cole. And he's setting a great example for those people who play hockey, who play football and feel like they can't come out about sexuality because of judgment. So that's exactly what took me so long is that I didn't have gay people in my life. So until I stopped doing hockey, did theater and met my two best friends, Andrew and Josh, who are also gay. They were the ones who were like, this is a thing. You can be gay. And I was like, oh, these are what I've been feeling for so long, you know. It's that. I totally get that. I think that he set a really great example for people going forward. Yeah. And and I think that it took a lot of bravery for him to do what he did. I applaud him and I really wish him the best. I hope he finds love that's like real and and I hope everything works out. I Um, I have one bone to pick with him. Oh, okay. What do you got? This Netflix show. Did you hear about this Netflix show? No. Oh my God. Girl, he's apparently getting a Netflix show about being gay. This is what I have an issue with. So he's been seen filming in New York City with- This embraces everything I said about the whole PR stunt. Hold on. Well, well, yeah, I don't know. I haven't done that much research on it. I just, I'm sure a lot of people that you follow also follow that Demois page on Instagram that posts like celebrities. By the way, first of all, don't know if we're saying that right, but it's like a pop culture news. I'm probably not saying it right. Page, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just posts like celeb sightings, celeb gossip. I love the page because you know it's gossip, so it's great. But Variety posted, I think the day or the day after Colton came out that there was this show that he's gonna, you know, I guess document his journey of finding out that he's gay. So although like I see how it could be done as a PR stunt that he did this video, I mean, you can't have this like show come out without announcing that you're gay because <laughs> that would just be like a whoa yeah. so because he said he came to terms with it earlier in the year I just wonder did this show come about because of the interview or did this show come about because like he reached out to people like oh I'm coming out as gay or whatever that's the only thing I'm curious about what's weird though is Gus Kenworthy he's gonna be a part of the show serving as Colton's like gay guide kind of like now i I just i did a i'm like looking this up on my phone now um Mm -hmm. there's a petition oh yeah to not have it air yeah and netflix won't comment about it it's reaching tens of thousands of signatures Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think we deserve the show this is like like i'm happy for you you came out and everything yeah but you don't deserve another show especially Um, because of the stuff with cassie like this makes things messy this makes things it does right now and he was just seen filming literally yesterday in Denver outside a church. And his family lives in Denver. So he's probably at his little local church. Like, see, I can still practice, you know, Christianity or- you know, I'm upset right Christ. now about this information. I yeah. just, I, I feel, first of all, it doesn't take away. I'm still very happy for him that he came out because- Exactly. That's Me not too. a lie. Like at the end of the day, that's his truth. And it took courage to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of making this into a money opportunity though i know that that just also yeah that's not cool that's not cool taking cassie out of the situation for a second and just imagining that this is like let's say like zach efron coming out as gay and having a tv show yeah who the fuck thinks it's a good idea to have a gay guide like i i would love to know about the format of this show and what it is but like are gus and colton like 
are they prior friends or was Netflix just like, oh, Gus is an athlete who also recently came out in like 2017. This is a, this is a developing story here we have. Okay. I thought this was just a one and done, but now we have, I mean, look, there's. I thought you knew about the, the Netflix show. I feel like a fool that I didn't know. <laughs> I feel like a fool, but you know what? That's what tea time is for. We're learning. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm happy for him. What can we take away from this? I'm happy for Colton that he, that he came out and spoke his truth. I'm happy he took full responsibility for the cast situation. He's not at all like excusing his actions and mm-hmm. leading these women on from his season of The Bachelor. None of that. He takes full responsibilities. And I don't want this show to go on. I don't want this whole, I don't want him to profit from this. This is, you know, just d- cut the shit with the show. I don't want a show about it. I'm happy for you. Now let's just yeah. move on. Okay. All right. So moving on to our next headline, another major one we got here. J-Lo and A-Rod officially end their engagement. Okay. So the couple revealed the news in an exclusive joint statement to today stating, quote, we have realized we are better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children out of respect for them. The only other comment we have is to say thank you to everyone who has sent their kind words and support. Okay. Now I don't know about you, but the way I decoded that was bullshit. They ain't staying friends. All right. Before I get into this, because I could say a whole lot of things, honestly, I want to just ask you straight up. First of all, did you see this breakup coming? Yeah, absolutely. Their whole beginning of the relationship just moved so quickly and they've been engaged for, I think two years now. And it's like, I don't know the formality with engagements and stuff, but like that feels like a pretty long time to be engaged. Well, they were going to get married last year, and they didn't. Oh, COVID. COVID. They had to postpone it. I think in Italy. I want to say, um, oh. yeah, they were supposed to be married last year, but they. Okay. I do, however, think that everything happens for a reason, and it is going to be messy to divide their assets because they do have a lot. They do have businesses together. They have real estate together all over the freaking place. So it'll be less messy that they didn't actually get married. And I think it was a blessing in disguise for JLo that this happened. So I agree with you. I saw this coming the second that these Madison LaCroix headlines came out. If anyone is unfamiliar with this story, Madison LaCroix is from Bravo Southern Charm. I myself have never watched an episode in my life and I am a big Bravo fan, as are you. But I know the drama. Yeah, I know the drama though. I know the drama. And what I do know is that during the reunion of Southern Charm back in January, she kind of got called out and admitted to having relations, we'll get into that in more detail, with a very famous XMLB player. And she said, quote, he's never physically cheated on his fiance with me. So what did happen was some FaceTime. She says he slid in her DMs and they were having some inappropriate FaceTime moments. And that's cheating. I don't care that you didn't physically. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be physical. Doesn't have to be, that's bad enough. That is so bad. That is humiliating. And so- I think it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think that this was like, this just humiliated JLo. Like she doesn't need to deal with this type of of shit before they even get married. So her reaction, Madison's response to this whole breakup, she said, quote, exclusively to page six, I wish them the best. 
no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. That's okay. You That's can- just that generic hit one button. Here you go. Yeah. Where do we go from here? JLo has been engaged five times, right? There's all these jokes on the internet about like, yeah. oh, she's only two rings short from Tom Brady and blah, blah, blah. Do you think that JLo is going to get back out there and possibly fall in love and go through another engagement? Or do you think she's just like, I'm over it? You know, she's in yeah. her 50s. What do you think? First of all, A Rod got JLo, who mm-hmm. is. Possibly the most attractive woman ever. Yes. The fact that you're cheating on her, I mean, I don't know what happened in their relationship, but like, you got J-Lo. That's like Jay-Z with Beyonce. Like, you got Beyonce. Yeah. And you're going for a little CD-list reality star from Southern Charm. Like, what is J-Lo not providing? The thing is, this isn't like the first time he's, you know, he's kind of known. Right. Reality. I mean, almost every athlete is. But yeah. like leading up to their engagement, even I remember reading about rumors back in 2019 that he was like sending inappropriate texts to X, Y, and Z and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, there's uh, some British playboy. Yes. She was saying that he was asking um, her for sex videos, like right before their engagement. And it's like, okay, let's take a second here because A-Rod, let's not get it confused. You might've been the shit like back in 2009 as a Yankee, but she resurrected you. <laughs> You're like, she made you relevant again. You right. know? But I think some people were surprised though, because there were the reports back in March that they were splitting up. They came out with a statement right away that that's not true. We are working on things. And Which is also bullshit. I, I think that they knew it was coming, but they just weren't ready yet. They weren't, maybe they weren't ready to pull the plug yet. And now JLo, she's filming in the VR um, for her new movie, Shotgun Wedding. Lenny, with she, Lenny Kravitz. Yes, with Lenny Kravitz. So that's another layer to this story is that, you know, yeah. there's like rumors about, oh, is there something going on there? You know what? I hope so. Ooh, I hope so. Let her have some fun. That's back to the thing with like people saying, oh, she's got five rings now. Is she going to get to seven? I just feel like that's just like trying to make her sound like she's a slut such a low blow. it's like well a-rod's the one cheating and it's just it's just the other thing of just like girls being held to a different standard that's just ridiculous but it's like okay if she has seven rings good for her but you know what i really hope she takes this time to herself i hope she doesn't hop into another relationship but she is on set with i hope she doesn't yeah if they have I hope they have a good time together i hope they enjoy because lenny kravitz that what and j-lo that's a nice couple i like the idea of that but yeah she oh god this girl I, I feel bad for her i really do she's just dealing with shit after shit but i also commend her for pulling the plug on this one too because that must have been really hard they seem like the perfect couple she does seem like someone who like she knows her worth her and worth she's her. not gonna like you know especially at this point in her life she's not gonna settle for or change for anyone she looks so good and not for a 50 something year old she looks good for anyone she anyone. i hope to look like j-lo and i'm in my 20s right. oh like right. I, I aspire to look like her i have to say when i interned at the tonight show she came in in person stunning just absolutely stunning i also got her her salad which was 32 fucking dollars it was literally was in, in that salad. there were five things Five. mandarin oranges okay those little like fried noodles chicken uh-huh. texture so two other things that i don't remember and i'm like this is when you know it's j-lo because she said i'm gonna pay 32 dollars for this salad that sounds like a good salad honestly like go j-lo you spend that 32 dollars on some leaves girl <laughs> okay so i think that j-lo is not ready to move on but like there was an instagram post that she liked 
there was a quote. It was, oh, right. Yeah, and it had said, don't make her think you care when you have never given a fuck about her. So I love pettiness. I am. I love Petty LaBelle. That's my middle name. Petty she, LaBelle. She is. That's my drag name. That's my drag name. I love it. No, because because look, girl, you better. Like, like that Instagram post. Let him know he's an idiot. Did you see, by the way, he put up an Instagram story the day before this news broke of like a video of him like just showing all these like pictures of him and her together and like Jennifer and Alex like with their names written in the sand and a heart like all these corny pictures like why are you showing this because you're mourning the loss of your relationship that's about to be exposed mm-hmm. so I thought that was a little weird um but RIP to that relationship I don't think that's ever gonna be yeah. right. all right so our last headline we have here is Olivia Rodrigo announced her debut album sour is going to drop on may 21st i am so excited about this personally but so olivia made the announcement um in a recent instagram post she released the names of all 11 tracks including driver's license and her most recent single deja vu such a bop um driver's license broke a million records when the song dropped for it spent eight weeks at number one on billboard hot 100 it broke the record for most streams for a song in a week on spotify most requested song ever in a day on alexa globally i mean all these things she she killed it and i think that i mean i i just know that i'm really looking forward to this album what are your thoughts on her music are you excited for this album to drop (laughs) no (laughs) you're not I know nothing about Olivia Rodrigo, if I'm being completely honest. She's so new. So after doing like some research, I realized that she was on that new High School Musical. I watched every episode, High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, it's it's a TV show? Yeah, so it's basically a show that um, like is about a high school. It films, I think, actually where High School Musical was filmed. And yeah. the school is doing High School Musical as their school's musical. And so she was Gabriella. Her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, Joshua Bassett, he was Troy in the show. Well, he wasn't Troy in the show, but you know, I know what you mean. Joe's show. They actually ended up having an off-screen romance. And that's where all the drama behind Driver's License comes into play. And now he's dating Sarah yeah. Carpenter, a bunch of Disney drama there that I'm fully invested in as a 26-year-old. Um, but I remember watching okay. the show when it came out. I think it was maybe 2019, I want to say. I'd be pumping up on the elliptical, watching an episode, and busting through a bunch the whole season. And I was like, you know what? This is actually really good. And this girl, whoever she is, I mean, she would sing, um, mm-hmm. like moments like in her bedroom with her like ukulele, and she sounded beautiful. And I'm like, oh my God, this girl's great. Because you could tell it wasn't like an edited version of anything. It was her just singing raw. And yeah. Yeah, she was really good. So when she came out with this song, I'm like, oh, that Disney girl, let me give this a listen. Boom, 24 hours, this girl is on Fallon. This girl's all over the place. She's killing it. So I'm looking forward to the album. Yeah, her, her name, like when everyone kept talking about her, she sounded so familiar. And like, even at work the other day, everyone was talking about her in this album. And my dumb ass is like, who? Oh, you want to know her now? I'm, I'm really bad with music, though, because, like, I listen to music, mm-hmm. but I never know the name of the song or the singer. Oh, so, like, people will be like, oh, do you know this song? And I'm like, no. They play it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that oh, song. Yeah. So, like, Driver's License, I listened to it last night, and I'm like, oh, I know this song. I just had no idea that it was Olivia. Yeah. But I also think, like. You, you live under a rock. Come on now. <laughs> I really do live under a rock. I that really do. was all over the place. If they're not on a reality show, I don't know nothing about it. I don't know it. Yeah, exactly. No. But, but I will say that there's like speculation out there that because her album comes out 
Friday, May 21st, that she will be the musical guest on SNL May 22nd. Oh, she should be. I yeah. hope so. Because my coworkers, this is literally based off, like, yes, I work at NBC, but no one told me this. This is just like people speculating. Yes, yeah. I mean, new music does typically drop on Fridays, but that lineup, oh, I can't really see that happening. Yeah. But I get that. I just didn't realize how big she was. So it took one song. And then I listened to Deja Vu and you're kind of like, mm, she set the bar so damn high with driver's license. Is this going to be any good? Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Deja Vu. Oh, you weren't? I love it. Oh my God, I'm not I, love, I love driver's license. I literally listened to it this morning when I was getting ready to. The vibe. It makes me feel like I'm 17 and I'm just crying over some guy. That... Is she still a teenager? Is she that young? Yes. Yes. She just, she posted the other day. This was really funny. She posted um, oh. a ticket that she got her parking ticket or something. She goes, this driver's license thing ain't that fun after all. I thought that was cute. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I think she's going to have a ton of bops on there. I think, I'm going to say this right now. She will be nominated and possibly win Best New Artist at the Grammys in 2022. She broke way too many records with Driver's License to not get that recognition. And why is your jaw on the floor? What did, what did, what she did makes you? me feel old. She was born in 2003. She, she's yeah. a baby, but you know, she has such a huge career ahead of her because God, she came out swinging for her debut song. I mean, this is like Cardi B type of explosion. One song and you are it type of thing. So I'm really happy well, we about her and now everyone knows about her. Everyone except knows. Max. <laughs> I want you to listen. When this comes out, I'm going to look to you May 21st. Okay, we got a month. We got a month until it drops. I'm so excited for it. Um, I don't know. I think that she has such a huge career ahead of her. I'm excited to see how her first album does. I think it'll be huge. And I hope she starts dating someone that makes that Joshua guy go, oh shit, I messed up. Also hope it doesn't affect the show. This is why you don't date your co-star. Yeah. Everyone does. I mean, how can you not? It's still going to happen. Especially when you're young and you got like a love interest in your show. Like She's 18. And she just turned it two months ago. No, she like just, just turned it. Yeah. She just became legal. That's crazy. It is wild. So that's what I'm saying. She She's so young. She's got a long way to go. She She's a songwriter too. It's not like she's just given these, right. the song. Like she, no, she wrote Driver's License. So I think she's so talented. And I think that's why I appreciate her so much. Like I, I love the sound of her voice. That's the first thing I think she just has a pretty, pretty voice. But like, I respect an artist so much more when they write their own music. So anyone okay. can just get handed a song if you have a good voice. I mean, look, she's very talented. I hope to see her career just blossom over the years. So that's it on the headlines. There is so much more that has happened this week, but look, we just simply do not have the time to cover everything. Right the song, baby. Mm, who knew that was not on my 2020 bingo card. London Tipton. <laughs> London Tipton and Richie Rich had a baby. Like I can't. So I don't know. There was just so much, so many trailers we got with Kristen Cavallari at the end of the Hills New Beginning season two trailer. Yeah. We have the Real Houses of Beverly Hills trailer so much real houses of potomac is coming this summer yeah. there is just there was just simply being fed yeah a feast of entertainment yeah we i hope you guys enjoyed our top three headlines i felt like those were the biggest stories of the week but damn i've never felt so overwhelmed with so many headlines in one week before so anyway we're gonna move on to the next portion of the show where we find out a little bit more about max and his career so we're going to dive right into that. Max and I met on a, a show that we used to work on a few years ago together. He was my intern there, like I had mentioned before. And now he is doing 
such great things. I am so jealous of some of the opportunities he's had and is going to have uh, that he has lined up, things that he's doing now. So we're going to get into it and talk a little bit about his experiences post college and pre I was working full time before I graduated and pre college that's right you did while you were still an undergrad that's insane by the way but congrats because that's why you have the opportunities you have so production assistant is like the first step in the tv world right so can yep. you explain to everyone like the different tiers of being a pa and like what some of your responsibilities are yeah so every set has pas typically a pretty good amount of them, I'd say, depending on the show that you're doing. And I mean, it's really just like a glorified intern. It's kind of like a full-time intern, I like to call it, because at least in like daytime and late night, there are interns when you're a PA, but on sets, there's not any interns to do the tasks that you're doing as a PA. But you're, you're doing non-glorious things. You're taking out the trash. You're, you know, going grocery shopping. You're driving a lot. I've driven up to a commercial cargo van in New York City in the tiny streets of Soho, which is terrifying. Sheesh, in New York. I had to get training to drive it. Like, I had to get certified to drive it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, so like you said, it's a lot of the non-glamorous stuff, but the necessary stuff. But there are some, I, I don't know if I want to call it glamorous, but there are some positives to it. So like you get to stand in during rehearsals if that's a show that does rehearsals. So like on a competition show I worked on, you know, I got to be one of the contestants that, you know, was getting voted off. So that's kind of fun you get to play like. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. As someone who loves reality TV, I, I loved it. I mean, even when I was interning at Fallon, I got to do all of the rehearsals. So that was really fun to play the games. I'm going to cut you off real quick. Tell us some of the internships you've had because you've had Fallon. What are some of the other ones you've done? Yeah, so my first one was a small like pop culture news show that we both met at. Um, I did that for eight months. Yeah, eight months. And then I moved over to Rachel Ray as a production intern. And then I moved over to Fallon, which I was a production and a costumes intern. And then right before COVID hit, I was training to also do music interning, Mm -hmm. um, which was more of what I, I wanted to do like that or talent. And those were my only internships. Yeah, that's amazing. And then you did a bunch of PA work after that. You did, I remember when we were at um, the Entertainment News show together, you produced a whole drag race segment, like as if you were a producer, basically, like the exact same thing I used to do there. And I didn't watch drag race at the time. Now I do. And I get the impression. I will just say, okay, I have the little clip of like uh, the Queens in the beginning of my intro being like, girl, what's the tea? So what I did appreciate was that they were so willing to take my ideas. So I was able to produce stuff about Amazing Race, Drag Race, and I had a lot of creative freedom. Yeah, that's awesome. And you get to create a portfolio from that. So you know what? So valuable. Exactly. So you have worked as talent wrangler. You've worked with, you've worked with talent hands-on a lot, right? So Mm -hmm. you've had a lot of interactions with cast members. Mm -hmm. I want to know, have you ever dealt with like a typical total diva on set? And how did you handle that if you had? Yeah, luckily I've had pretty good experiences, but there was someone that I recently worked with. And it always tends to be those C and D list celebrities that really are not that famous, that just get that little inch of fame. Uh And all of a sudden they're just like thinking they can boss you around 
and they're like begging you for this but it's like meanwhile I was at Fallon when Hillary Clinton came in right from everyone's hand thank you guys for helping now had no requests whatsoever yes and then you got uh like a bravo liberty who's like I need this water with alkaline, whatever, pH. So see that. Six of them cold, six of them warm. That's so true. I'm glad you bring that up because I I bet you a lot of people don't know that, that don't work in TV is that the people who are like up there, like A-listers, I mean like Selena Gomez, Future. Justin Bieber. All these people. Yeah, Justin Bieber. So nice. Yeah, you had a great experience with him. We'll get into that later because I do want details on that. But um, (laughs) basically like these big, big names in the industry are typically, and this is not obviously, but with, from my experience, at least the most kind people that I've met and the few people I've had that be a little like difficult to work with are those C-listers. Like I know who you are, but girl, if you're walking down the sidewalk without security, you ain't that serious. So, and that's a generalization, but you know, it is. I've also had experiences with C and D celebrities who are so kind. Yeah, but every now and then you get a little diva. Um, so I know you recently helped finish production on the upcoming season of Real Housewives of New York. Mm -hmm. So let's pivot from this diva talk. Who is the best? housewife of New York to work with who was like the most pleasant to be around and what made her nice to be around so I'll preface this with I only worked there for like five six days right and production was way longer that season so it was like six months long that it took to film the whole thing uh-huh. so I all this info is just based off those couple days I was there this is not uh-huh I guess okay I know I will get dragged the two people that were nice to me were the two people that probably have the worst reputation, but Ramona and Sonia were very nice to me. I love that. Sonia, I love. Ramona, not so much from watching the show. We were at her home in the Hamptons and we all kind of like hung out in the basement, kind of home base for us. Uh-huh. Um, but I was eating food downstairs in her basement and I was like eating on the floor. Yeah. And filming already wrapped at this point. And she came up to me and she was like, why are you eating on the floor? Like go upstairs. You can sit at my dining room table. Like, I don't want you eating on the floor. She was so nice about it. See, that's something and, a lot of people would like to know because there's so many people who just, you know, maybe don't look the best on TV. And then yeah. in life, it's like, well, actually, she didn't have, she did not have to go up to you and do that. There's a lot of people that would not have done that. So it's really nice. Yeah. nice to know. And the same thing with Sonia. Like, she initiated a conversation with me and the production manager. It was Valentine's Day when we were filming. Uh-huh. And she was just like, you know, guys, I, I don't remember who I've been f***ing lately, <laughs> but I'm really hoping someone messages me on Valentine's Day. <gasps> and then uh, fast forward, like, 30 minutes and we could hear her upstairs scream like yes I knew I was fucking someone because <laughs> someone texted her <laughs> so she got the valentine's love oh yes yeah, so she was like really nice as well I mean I got very different stories from my coworkers, but just speaking off my personal experiences that's I actually I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that um mm-hmm. all right so moving off that we're sticking in the bravo world okay you also just recently wrapped production on a Bravo TV show that's coming out that we we cannot say its name. So you mm-hmm. mentioned to me that during production there was a scene 
where you basically have to like play bartender with the cast. So <laughs> yeah. like, first of all, hope they don't edit you out because I want to see your little cameo. They're definitely going to. <laughs> I did sign a release though. I signed a release. Oh, you did sign a release? So it's possible they might have you. There's three different occasions I'm possibly going to be on TV, all of which I don't think I'll be on. But... You, we never, I'm going to be tuning in anyway. But wait, so something I'm curious about. Yeah. I remember some of the this last season of Love Island cast members. It was Sully on her YouTube channel. She had said that. I'm not a fan of her. Oh, you're not a fan of her? I love Sully. I don't like people who are too positive. I just don't believe that someone's that happy. Justine, though, my girl. I love Justine. Love Justine. I was all for Caleb. So sad that that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But on, I remember it was on Sully's YouTube channel. She had said that there's like a two drink rule. For love island that's why it never got like so messy you know they were always like no one seemed like so drunk or anything like that um yeah. so i'm curious for other shows like is there any sort of like drinking rule like um, with bravo that you've done or i mean just i mean off of this last episode of summer house i don't know if you watched this last week but oh i watched page yeah. was oh girl. wait what's her what's her alter ego's name oh damn it um is it not christine no, no, it's definitely not Christine. Hold on, I'm Googling. Wait, someone posted about it. I think Sierra posted about it. I'm gonna look. Because you just saw that look in her eyes. Paige is hilarious. Oh, Pam, Pam. Oh Pam. my God. So if you didn't watch this last week's episode of Summer House, Paige DeSorbo gets lit. You see it in her eyes. Oh. And they says she becomes her alter ego, which is Pam when she gets that drunk. So I feel like there might not be this whole to drink rule on these other shows because they want it to be more messy Is yeah that right to assume bravo let it flow let it flow they have an but, unlimited budget for the alcohol i'm guessing which is like that's no bravo oh so the cast buys a lot of it like the show provides some it's kind of like when they go out to dinners for lunches uh -huh. They pay for the bill, but then like, at least prior to COVID, also this information is just secondhand. It's not like personal, yeah. whatever, but they'd get really drunk and be like, oh my God, like so-and-so come party with us and add their stuff to the bill. And that's when they have to like cut them off and be like, okay, we're paying for the bill. You guys are paying from now. Cause like at the end of the day, at least for housewives, like they got money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer House people got like Vanderpump Rules money from what I've I've done some Google searching. So like OG cast members like Lindsay, Kyle, Carl. It's surprising we don't make that much. Oh my god! From what I well, okay, this is also off a of Google search. Let me preface by saying that, but I saw that those three get like twenty grand an episode, which is on par with like Vanderpump Rules cast members. But the housewives get paid way more. Oh, for sure. For sure. So wait to the drinking question. Do you yeah, think yeah. that, is there any sort of limit that Bravo gives them? Bravo, no. In my experience, like like the last show I worked on, uh -huh. when I tell you, I guess it's kind of similar to going to an all-inclusive resort. There was one time where we were out and it was only like a couple of the cast members and they were going over the walkie every time they had a drink. This was just for like an hour, two hours. Uh -huh. They had like five different types of liquor, beers, and then I drove them home and they're, they're talking all normally and stuff. And I'm like, I would be puking my brains out right now. If okay. I so wait, tell me what that's like driving back drunk cast members. What is, has anyone ever like puked in your car? No, no. My first experience, there were four people we were driving, two of which in my car, two of which in another car. And those cars could not have been such different experiences. Because I also, like, I, I get a little uncomfortable around, like, uber straight people. 
So I'm like pre-thinking, I'm like, what do I do with these guys? What do I talk to them about? And we did have a producer in the car with me too. Okay. And so I just like plugged my phone in to the aux and just like handed them my phone and was like, play music. They were like, we're good. We don't need music. They're like, you could listen to whatever you want, but I'm already driving at this point. So I wasn't going to be like, yo, so-and-so, can you put Beyonce on, <laughs> you know? But um, yeah. they were so cool. Oh, I was wearing a sweatshirt I got from Housewives. Uh-huh. They were like asking, oh, did you work on that? Like, oh, that's so cool. We want to meet the housewives from Salt Lake City. Like, we were having a good old time. The car with the other two people, they were blasting music, like continuing their party. Just two polar opposite experiences. And and the two in my car, we drove up next to each other and you see them blast music and they were like, well, I liked our car ride. You ever see that episode of Kardashians last season? It was like the whole family just like went out to like a drag show and like I, didn't they, watch, I, don't, I don't watch Kardashians. Oh my god, it's so funny. There was this one car was Corey Gamble, Chris, Chloe, and Kylie, and they're just turning up, oh, like having the best time. They're drinking 1942 in the back of like a Rolls Royce or whatever it was. Oh, 1942. It was like an Escalade, but you know they're drinking, and then the yeah. other car is like kim courtney and kendall like yawning and like all boring so that's literally yeah yeah. we were midday it was probably like five o'clock six o'clock and the producer in the car was like all right like once you guys get back you gotta start getting ready for dinner and they're like can can we just like go to sleep can we just go in the jacuzzi and they're like you have to go to dinner and they're like oh yeah and like i told you they had like rumple mints beer vodka yeah just have everything yeah that's what i would imagine that whole two drink rule for love island i get it like i just don't associate cbs just from my knowledge of reality tv from watching it because Uh i watch a lot of reality tv like big brother does the same thing where Uh they it's not even limiting to two drinks but they'll just be like here's five bottles of wine distribute it between 16 people and you end up having like two glasses of wine and it's like okay Right. But like you also haven't drank in so long that two glasses of wine is like woo. <laughs> for me at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting though. That's interesting. So I want to kind of switch gears here. So mm-hmm. last year, if you remember, there were a ton of headlines that went all over the place about Ellen DeGeneres show having a toxic work environment. There were claims on Twitter of her being really rude to staff, and it kind of just shocked everybody. I think because she presents this "be kind to one another" TV persona and like. We all love Ellen. So I know you worked for Fallon, and I like I see Ellen and Fallon as two very like easily lovable people, right? Yeah. My question for you is like, please tell me that working Mm -hmm. for Fallon is like the enjoyable experience that we expect because I can't deal with too heartbreak. (laughs) No, he he is honestly probably the best person I've worked with, Uh and that's honestly a large part of like why I wanted to work back there because I was like, it's. The office atmosphere there is just great. And I respect a lot out of him because, so every show is taped at five o'clock the day of the show. So he's taping five days a week. Uh He comes in when we come in in the morning and he's in meetings. And when I tell you, like when he does characters and stuff, he rehearses, like he's looking up YouTube videos all day long, like perfecting it. Like he's very, very serious about his job. But he's also someone that'll say hi to you, hold the door up. Like he's very, he's a nice, he's a gentleman. He's a hard worker. He's great at what he does. And he just like 
helps with the atmosphere. That makes my heart warm because, oh my God, I think just everyone was so like let down by that. And it just makes me very happy to hear that yeah. Fallon is a nice person to work with because let me tell you, I definitely couldn't deal with two heartbreaks in one year. All right. So sticking on the whole Fallon train here, I got to know a little bit more about your experience with Justin Bieber because I know <laughs> he came when you were there and I am fully jealous and I just need to hear about this experience. So tell us about it. He was also just like Fallon, like so kind, so polite, so nice. Haley was there, right? Yep. Haley was there. Like when you're the music guest for the day, you're there all day rehearsing. So like when we come in in the morning, they're there in the morning. Uh And he also was the music guest for SNL that week. So he had about like four racks of clothing couple like big Rubbermaid bins of stuff and Haley was there and he was performing with Quavo doing Intentions because that's like when that album came Love out. It. Oh such a good song. I still listen to Changes mm-hmm. all the time even though he just dropped his new album Justice. But I like, I like Justice. Oh, I, oh, I love them all but Changes yeah. I really like. Oh Intentions is such a good song. Oh, so good. I remember you saying to him and Haley had a little cute moment behind the scenes. It was adorable they have a piano in the music dressing room Uh and i I should have looked up the name of this song but everyone knows it because everyone can play it it's just that like chopsticks something like that yeah yeah yeah. where it's like two people play the part yeah and they were both sitting next to each other on the little bench playing it together i think he may have had like his arm around her or something and i just like walked by the dressing room and you're not supposed to look in them but i totally did it was like the first time i appreciated straight love other than my parents <laughs> it was really the that. no and it makes me so happy that you had such a good experience with him because yeah. i'm like the biggest justin bieber fan on the planet but yeah. like i remember when i interned at iheart years ago he came in as a guest it was 2015 and well i wasn't there unfortunately i missed this day but from what That's i was told from my friends is that it wasn't this great experience like you had. And mm-hmm. I think it's just a complete reflection of like where he was in his life then and where he yeah. is now. And it's just reflecting on the people he's around. I'm just so happy for him. The and- one thing we did though, was me and another intern who it's it's kind of like full circle because me and that intern are back working together right now. We brought all of his clothes up that I was talking about earlier up to his SNL dressing room. Uh-huh. And this was at the end of the day. And this is when he was like so appreciative and so generous. He was like, thank you guys for doing this. I really appreciate it. Even just everyone else in the office, like, thank you for everything today. Thanks for having me. The lady who books him, his name is Julie. And, and he was just like, Julie, I love when you book me on the Tonight Show. Like this was great. All this stuff. He was just so, so nice. And when I I went to bring up his stuff to the dressing room it's right across from the host dressing room which is rupaul oh, oh my I, god that's right rupaul was on the same episode as justin and oh my he god. was in this dressing room and i went upstairs and i got to hear his infamous laugh which was oh my god i love rupaul's laugh oh my god if you don't know what rupaul's laugh sounds like look it up and you will start laughing uncontrollably it's like in the beginning of the episode i talk about this woman anita from iheart who had this oh laugh that like yeah. laugh from the laugh yeah that, that is all right so one last question i have for you mm-hmm. uh, and i think this will be super helpful for people that are listening that like maybe are interested in breaking into the industry but really don't know where to start it is really hard to find work right now in any industry yes. with everything going on so let alone the entertainment industry that's extremely competitive so what advice would you give to someone who's trying to look for that first step yeah it's easier said than done and i still struggle with it but be patient yeah things will work out when i I was first trying to find my first PA 
gig, I was applying to scripted. I was applying to daytime, late night, reality, everything else in between, even commercials and stuff. Reality is what just ended up working out for me. And that's the path that I wanted to take. There was like a position for a development assistant. Uh And when they told me about the position, you know, I'm someone who I'm very honest in my interviews to a fault sometimes. And it was doing development for a reality show. So I was like, oh, love it. But they're like, these reality shows are going to be on like the travel channel, history channel. They're like, are you interested in history? And I literally said, no, because I don't want to lie and be like, oh my God, I love history. And then they're like, well, what's your favorite show? And I'm like, oh. So on one end, I, I want to say like, don't put yourself in a bubble. Like mm-hmm. don't close yourself out to other opportunities. But on the other hand, like you're saying, if, if the job is expecting you to like be some history guru, don't. just don't lie about There's it. There's someone else out there that's a history guru. So yeah, just be patient, network. I'm a fan of cold messaging. Some people are not, but I've gotten job opportunities from cold messaging. I've gotten great advice from cold messaging. So like cold messaging, like cold messaging, who, how do you find people who, who to contact? So I would take my favorite shows and I wanted to talent wrangle before I ever talent wrangled. So I just looked through the credits and I looked those people up on LinkedIn, connect with them. If they connect, then I'd send them a message on LinkedIn. But the thing you got to do though, is you, you have to make it personal. You can't just be like, Hey, can I do an informational with you? Like you have to make it personal. So like there was this one lady who she worked on the circle, but she was currently working at NBC. Uh-huh. And I was also working at NBC, but even more so she was working on a show that Jimmy Fallon's brother-in-law was producing. And this was when I was interning at Fallon. So we had that connection, which was great. And we FaceTimed. This is March, April of the pandemic. So this is like fresh into it. Uh Literally two months ago, she reached out to me. I haven't forgotten about you since April. Like you impressed me so much. I'm going to refer you for this job at SNO. I didn't end up working that job, but it's like a year later, just be patient. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you and I are crazy with the whole, but you like it too. It works like not every time, but I just told one of my friends in the industry yesterday and he sent an email and he got a response back. So here's the thing in like today's age, like you and I do the same thing. We watch a show. I'm like, let me see who's in that credit. Let me look them up. It is like, there's no excuse. Like we can find anyone on social media. Most executives are going to be on LinkedIn. And so that's sort of, I know you and I are both crazy. Also network horizontally, not vertically. You want to network vertically as well, but like focus more on people at your level. Cause that's like the people that recommend me for jobs are production coordinators, production managers, and other PAs I've worked with. They're not executives like like we literally are you were my intern and I feel like I have just so much to learn from you and like we you know together we are going to take over that's another good lesson don't feel too big or like too small for anything right every single person on a production is there for a reason and they have something Mm -hmm. to teach you so just connect with everybody don't burn no bridges oh burning bridges (laughs) your reputation is everything Yeah. It's like a second job. It's terrifying. Yeah, but it's true. It is true. And so you're right. Be patient. It is such a competitive world, but also don't stop trying. Like don't wait for the thing to fall in your lap because it won't. You got to get. I also like one last quick thing about being honest in interviews. Yeah. I had an interview recently for a story assistant position for the challenge. Yeah. And I would love to work on it. And I was like, I'll do anything to work for the challenge, you know? 
whatever. And then the position it's post-production, you know, you watch the interviews, you take out the good parts of them, what's going to be in the show, which I think I would be interested in. I just think I'm more interested in production. So I interviewed with the executive producer and from the get-go, he was like, I don't want you to lie. Honesty is the best policy. You know, like I had to move out to LA for it too. And I was just like, I applied to this because it's remote. Like, I'm not trying to move out to LA. And he literally was like trying to think of a way that that I could work in New York, but it just like wasn't working out. Uh And the last thing he said, he was like, you know, these are other positions that I employ. He's like, you're not qualified for them now. He's like, this is what you should do. This is what you should continue to do. Uh And in three to five years, email me. You could still live in New York and I will fly you out for these positions. So it's just like, you never know what you're going to get out of an interview. So now I'm just going to keep in contact with him, keep him updated and someday fly me out to some exotic location that they film Oh my God. Yes. You'll fly out to feed you for Survivor. I know that's one of your dreams. So I hope that happens. (laughs) Next year. Next year, we're going to make it happen for you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your insight. I love everything you're doing. I'm so excited for where you're going to go because in such a short time, you've just done so much. You should be so proud of yourself. Um, So tell everyone where they can find you. I'm very close to my 500 plus connections on LinkedIn. So if you want to friend me on LinkedIn, (laughs) it's Max Collar, C-O-L-L-E-R. I guess Instagram, which is literally my name, no space, like literally just Max Collar. Close to 500. So help me out. Once you start talking about having more than 500 connections on LinkedIn, in, then how many followers you have on Instagram? Yep. That's when you're adulting. Okay. Well, adulting. <laughs> I always love talking with you. So we'll do yes, this again. Same to you. We could literally talk for hours. <laughs> Four hours. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> all right, guys. That's episode two. I hope you all enjoyed it. Tomorrow, I'm actually leaving to go to Miami for the weekend, but have no fear. Episode three will be here next Wednesday. See you guys then. <laughs>